Tim is where we're at today. And somehow, somewhere, we'll figure out how to start a podcast. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how we're starting today, then. <laughs> uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Wargamers Anonymous. We are back. We are back with a vengeance. Uh, mm-hmm. You are listening to the smooth, sensual voice of me, mm-hmm. Mr. Josh Matkin from The Pickle Jar, as well as my esteemed mm-hmm. co-host of many a podcast and live stream, mm-hmm. this Elston mm-hmm. from Elstonation. I feel like I am the bicycle of the podcast, so I just get ridden around everywhere. So, yes. That's more of a British joke. <laughs> like, British young, like, people in their, like, 40s all understand that one. <laughs> Might not translate so well into other countries, but yeah. Really, I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure I'd class it as a joke, if I'm honest. Jokes usually... It's, it's, a self, a self self-depre- de- deprecating British humour. Um, a British humour, just one. A British humour. It's just, just the one humour, actually. Um, welcome to Wargamers Anonymous. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Sorry that we've been away for a while. Uh, we'll mm. get to that in a moment. Uh, but if you are enjoying mm, the show, that. you enjoy the podcast, uh, make sure to leave us a like if you're on YouTube, watching the video version. I said video version, the YouTube version. Uh, if you are on any of the other podcast platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us, leave us a like, leave us a review, leave us a comment if you can. Uh, and if you want to get more involved with the discussion around the podcast and get more involved in what we talk about and what we eat, then always join us over <coughs> on the Pickle Jar Discord and check out the Wargamers Anonymous section over there. Uh, there'll be a link <coughs> to that in the show notes or in the description down below. So, <coughs> it's been a while since we have <coughs> recorded a proper podcast because we did... Right. Um, a little we bit of did, a marathon, wasn't it? Yeah, because we did we do one in between the live one that mm. we did in Worcestershire and then the live one that we did up here? No, I think we've done, it's been live shows for three straight weeks. Yeah, because we did, think, we did the one down in Worcester. I yeah, think because the, we recorded the, that, did we record that like quite early on? as like a bonus one or something? Yeah. Possibly, I think it was I just think, timing all kind of worked out. Yeah, so we did being... that one. We did the one in. Um, we did the one here at my house yeah. the night yeah. before Chilcon, and then we did the live episode at Chilcon uh, in front of a live mm-hmm. studio audience. Um, yes, that freaked me out. And then <laughs> uh, we missed a week. Um, I was. Uh, indisposed for the weekend uh, so mm-hmm. we missed a week which should have been the last episode that came out and, and here we are today so it's been a mm-hmm. while this feels it feels weird but at the same time it feels like getting home after a, a trip away and just right. sort of relaxing back into it this is nice this is this is what we like this is this is routine this is nice this is good it's it's, it's um i'm not gonna lie like before like sitting down on a chair and setting up the gear yeah, i was like it's been a long day. We're recording this at night. We usually record this on a Saturday morning, but we're actually mm-hmm. recording it late at night because I'm going on holiday tomorrow. Holiday! Uh, yeah, going down to Cornwall. So a Cornwall. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. I love Cornwall. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, even for me, it's still a four-hour drive. 
So, yeah. um, it's a long yeah. drive from here. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a trek and a half. Um, you might as well fly. I can't. I don't have the ability to fly. I'm. I, don't have wings. Um, I can drive though. Um, spread, but, yeah. spread your wings and fly. Spread um, your wings and fly away. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but yes, Elsa no. is correct. We are recording this in the evening. It is Thursday night, and we thought, what better way to spend our evening than to record a podcast? Mm, yeah, and but, and to sort of carry on from my brief tan- <laughs> story before I went off on a tangent almost instantly is uh, I I was knackered and I was like I kind of I kind of want to go to bed like I'm I'm tired it's been a long day and I sat down on a chair I called you and it instantly changed and I was like you know what I can do this like I can I have- do this. I have that effect on people. Yeah, they're usually in one mood and then they speak to me for like a second and then the mood changes. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that on this occasion it's a happy thing. So, yeah, we're, today's episode is going to be very casual because, um, mm. as I said, we're recording this in the evening. I have had a hell of a few weeks. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, and yesterday and today I am very tired. Um, but so yeah, today is going to be a little bit of a casual episode. We're just going to have have a catch up, talk about everything we've been working on for the last like Mm -hmm. nearly two, nearly two months or about two months, I think. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to talk a bit about our main topic, which is, uh, patent competitions and are they Mm -hmm. any good for hobbyists? It's not going to be a particularly long chat on that. Most of this episode is just going to be us two chatting, catching up, talking about hobby stuff. Uh, We've got Snack Attack, which we'll get to later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. we've got got a nice snack today to ease us back into it after the uh, horror of some of the uh, snacks that Elston made us eat that he brought over. I have to to mention this as as well. That that Rellorindo. So I... I was watching the Frost and Fists podcast, um, and Frost and Fists are the ones that sent those snacks to us. And uh, Freak had not seen the podcast, and Mythos had. And uh, he he was telling Freak about it. He's like, you should have seen Elston's face. And I was like, Mythos, show him the video. And not joking, Freak was like, oh, they're so good. They're so good. They're a little bit of a tangy, a little bit of spice, stuff like that. And then he watched it, and he just couldn't stop laughing at my face. (laughs) And I was... Uh, it was. It made me chuckle again. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm glad my pain made people happy." Because oh god, those were oh they were savage. They were. They uh, were not. I I tried one briefly. I was not impressed. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to, to Mythos and Freak for uh, from Frost and Fish for sending those over. We'll put a link to their YouTube channel down below. Go and check mm. them out. They are absolutely fantastic uh, yeah. on youtube yeah. um so yeah that's everything we've got coming up for the show but as always guys we're going to start off with the age-old question of <laughs> elston <laughs> what have you been, what have you been working on oh that's a question have you got half an hour <laughs> yeah so so yeah we do we do um uh actually it'll be, it'll be in a, a, i reckon a bit of a brief summary um i finished the alpha legion um right they are they are done and knowing uh, you it is actually a legion like ten thousand models probably uh yeah um 
So it ended up being um, 30 tactical marines, 10 plasma guys, 10 flame guys, 10 metal gun guys, 10 volkite guys, 10 rotor cannon guys, 10 heavy bolt guys, 10 missile launcher guys, 10 auto cannon guys, 10 last oh cannon God. guys, uh, 10 recon marines with sniper rifles, 30 headhunters, 10 Lernian Terminators, 20 Normal Terminators, 5 Contemptor Dreadnoughts, 3 Leviathan Dreadnoughts, 4 Rhinos, a Sakaran, 2 Saber Tanks, 2 Spartans, a Kratos Battle Tank, and a whole bunch of characters. The only things, the only things I have not done in this um, is... Alpharius and Dynat, who is like the other head honcho of the Alpha Legion. Um, because, uh, lo and behold, I, um, I have a little bit of a soft spot. I don't do tutorials so much anymore, but I think I'm going to do tutorial videos for the Primarchs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a tutorial on Alpharius when I get around to painting them after nice. I get back from holiday. Um, but uh, it doesn't end there. No. the <laughs> the quest continues. Um, so, as I have an ego that is easily manipulated by anyone saying, oh, you're really good at doing that, um, I can get manipulated into doing rather large tasks for almost no amount of money. Some may call this exploitation, and they would probably be right. However, I don't like to think of it that way, otherwise it makes me sad. So, what I'm doing, and this, this is that was a joke, by the way, so everyone just calm down. Calm down. Um, <laughs> uh, if you do not know, there is a YouTuber called Chapter Master Valrak, uh, who mainly talks. He loves Space Marines. He talks about he Space Marines. He mainly talks. He, he mainly that talks. That is the best description of Valrak I have yeah, ever heard. He, he mainly he may, talks. He mainly talks. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's he's a wonderful person. I've known him for a, a little while. Uh, he had him on the show a couple other uh, couple of times when we were doing chilling war gamers. Um, and I've kind of kept in touch, and he likes my new content so much so that he said, "You are one of the best YouTubers on the internet." And I was like, "Ah, ah." So um, he has been bullied into uh, painting. At what? Sorry, let me give you some context. Varak is a big inferior. Imperial Fist player. <laughs> I love the Freudian slip. Imperial Fist player. Um, not Imperial Pists player, because that's a whole different story. Um, he, he He's big into his Imperial Fists, and he got bullied into doing an Iron Warriors Legion uh, by his community. I kind of stole... Th- their glory by saying I'd paint it for him. So I am now currently painting up his Iron Warriors, which is another Age of Darkness box set. And um, I've got some special little units that are going to go in it as well. So I'm currently in the stages of painting silver and hazard stripes, and hazard stripes are the bane of my existence. Uh, But yeah, that is what I have been working on yeah. How about you, Pickle? Um, well, what have I been working on? You've uh, been a very busy boy, haven't you? Well, you said that. It's like, 
I feel like I have, but then I've just listened to what you've been working on, and now I don't feel like I have. Um, <laughs> you you uh, you work with Luke though, so you do a different kind of busy. Yeah, so I, if, I basically just have to sort of. I'm like Luke's babysitter. Um, yeah. If if our if me and Luke and yourself all the powers were to combine, it would be we'd create a true, Captain Planet. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a true monster planet. Um, yeah, no, I've, not... I've been I've been working on a few bits and pieces. So I think, uh, what was I working on? I've done a few videos since the last proper podcast mm. that we recorded. Um, yeah, so I've been working on stuff for those. I. Uh, I did some one-page rules miniatures that came out um, a while back, uh, testing out using like inks and stuff, and using like uh, to to get some like nice vibrant base coats down on stuff before you um, mm-hmm. painted the details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they were quite fun. Um, they were the uh, St- uh, Stella Saurians or. Yeah. Something like that. I can't. Remember, I can't remember the, the exact name. But they were basically dinosaurs with guns. Um, yeah. They were really, really nice. Um, and then after that, I did. I've been doing quite a bit of three D printed stuff recently. Um, nice. So I did those, and I did my Stranger Things di- little, little diorama vignette. Um, that was so cool. Yeah, I. Do you know what? I had so much fun doing that. Um, the entire thing as well, because a lot of the time when I'm working on a project for a video. I'll really enjoy like either the painting side or the video video editing side, and like not mm-hmm. that I don't I don't enjoy the other side of whichever one I'm, in, but like I, usually I'll prefer one part of it more than the other, and I'll be yeah. like I'll be really into painting, and then like the sort of filming and editing side is like oh well I'll do that you know I'll I'll, I'll do it but I really enjoyed painting this or I'll be painting something that I'm not super bothered about the painting but i'll be really into the uh like the cinematography like the filming it and and then the editing and the video mm. side the stranger things one is one of those rare occasions where i absolutely loved the entire project i loved filming it i loved painting it and working on it and i loved editing that one like i'm so happy with that video um nice so i did that that was a hell of a lot of fun um and then as soon as i finished that i basically got to work on um my golden demon entry um which which will tie us in nicely to the main topic but before you do that i just have to say i love the video editing in that one the the uh intro of it yes loved it so much so yeah so good everyone go check out the video it's awesome I will put a link in the description down below if you've not seen it. I highly recommend going and watching it. Um, not just because it's my video, but just because I did put a lot of effort into that one. Because it's a Stranger Things like little vignette. It is uh, Eddie, or uh, an approximation of Eddie, uh, playing the guitar in front of one of the gates to the Upside Down with like tentacles and stuff and all the growths coming out. Um, so it's not like a, a direct scene from the show or anything like that. It is just a Stranger Things inspired uh, little little piece little display piece but I, I put a lot of effort into making the video feel and look like an episode of stranger things uh, from the intro to the music that i picked to like the lighting and stuff um yeah i did i had i had a lot of fun and even the even the editing and stuff like the grading on that uh, i graded it slightly differently so that the colors were slightly different to what they would what i would normally do yeah um yeah. It, it was a lot of fun i put a lot of effort into that one um, oh, oh. 
also as well, it's a kind of it, a little bit on point, but also a little bit tangent e. So apologize it's going <laughs> off that way. Um, obviously, we we've had a little bit of a breather from doing the podcast because you had a whole bunch of us after uh, with like the sort of lead up to Chillcon and the the um, the videos at Chillcon and stuff like that. Um, I just have to mention as well. Um, there was a video from one of our friends, Hobby Corner Kev. Um, Kev, stop stealing my ideas. But <laughs> um, love you, Kev. Love you. Uh, Kev put out a video uh, interviewing a lot of us, and I like to think I got I was the best trolley person being interviewed out of that. And Pickle was interviewed as well on it. Sounds a little bit off. Probably because he didn't bring a microphone, but less or a camera, land, but well, or a camera. He just filmed it on his phone, but he, he did try, and he got the video out. Um, so we'll put links, hopefully, to that video um, if we remember uh, down below. So go check it out as well. It's quite funny. If you want to see me derail a interviewer instantly, then go watch that one because it's quite funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, sorry, that was just because there's other videos and there's quite a lot of stuff, like obviously stuff has happened since last time. So, uh, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on. I met yeah. Hector. I met yes. Hector at um, um, uh, uh, Chilcon. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to, it, yeah, it, it, it's tricky. Anyway, shall I get back to what I've been working on now? Yeah, yeah, you go. Sorry, I had to diverge in tangent off of that. Back to you. So I, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I finished the Stranger Things uh, little vignette and then I started working on my Golden Demon piece, which is, uh, I'm painting one of the Primarchs. I'm painting Vulcan. Um, mm, my Vulcan. my mods bought him for me for my birthday um, back in August. And honestly, it is. The, I think it's the fastest that I have gone from acquiring a model to, <laughs> to painting it. To painting it. Like not in terms of all models, but in terms of like gifts and spe- like special models. Because normally mm. what happens is I get yeah. bought something. Gifts. And if yeah. it's like a one-off like this, like a display thing or a one-off random model, I put it aside for a while because yeah. I, I like to really think about what I'm going to do with it. And uh, I get a little bit nervous, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much same. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I've I've had a hell of a lot of fun painting him. Vulcan himself is is done, is finished. Um, cool. I am currently working on the base because it's a it's a very intricate base. The majority of the base is done. To be fair, I've got two dead marines to paint, um, and then some. I'll need to put like some pigments and like some washers like not as a wash but to use as like drips and like watermarks mm-hmm. and stuff um what what color marines are you painting the dead ones uh i'm going to do a, a dead night lord um <gasps> and one of them is probably going to be a salamander um <gasps> as well oh you're doing my legion i'm so happy <laughs> well salamanders have got beef with night lords haven't they? yeah so. they, got, they got a lot of beef with night lords it makes it makes sense I, to me <laughs> In fact, I think most legions have got beef with Night Lords. Like, yeah. Um, so that's what not, I've been working on um, mostly for the last couple of weeks, apart from a couple of models um, that I have sort of been 
working on as well. One of which uh, I have got a video coming out in the next few days, hopefully, if I get it edited. Um, if I find some extra hours in the day. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I started painting a model on stream uh, last week. And uh, I was going, it's like a female, not space marine that's not a space marine. It's a female space person, like in big space armor uh, from mm-hmm. Warp Miniatures. It is a 3D print. Um, oh, I remember I, you sending me a picture of that. Yeah. So I started painting it and I was going for like, white armor with then like turquoise shoulder pads and then like an orange stripe just going across all the armor um, okay because i thought that would look quite nice and like quite a clean yeah. stark looking yeah. model um i was doing it and i was sort of like you know when you get to that point where it's all messy and like i know yeah. that if i carried on painting it it had tidied up it had looked fine but I was at the point where I was just like, I'm really not sold on this. Um, <clears> and I saw, and, and I left it. I left it on my desk. Now, normally, when I finish painting on a stream, I put my miniatures out the way over on my work in progress shelf, um, and then because I don't like having, I say I don't like having my desk too cluttered. It is currently covered in stuff, yeah, but I don't similar. like it too cluttered. So, but I left it on my desk, and then yeah. I was, um, I was editing at home on whatever day it was. Um, and uh, I went and made myself a cup of tea because I like to take breaks through the day and just, you know, take a take a minute. Uh, and I, yeah. I usually flick through YouTube and see if there's anything new to watch. And Ninjon had not long since released a new video. Um, mm. And uh, it was painted at one of the new uh, dwarfs, uh, not dwarfs, uh, Leagues of Voltan. Ah, uh, um, yes. And you did that interesting color kind of yes. vibrant thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I, I watched that video. I mean, I like watching Ninjon painting anyway because he paints to, like, he, he's one of the people that paints to a higher level. That, that, this makes me sound like I'm being big-headed. He's one of the <laughs> people that I enjoy watching that paints to a better level than me. A lot of the people yeah. that I like watching paint about the same sort of level as me. Um, okay. But, like, there's people like Scott, Ninjon, uh Emil, uh, the old paint, obviously a lot better. Um, so mm. I don't, I, that's one of the reasons why I like watching them. Um, okay, he did this. He did a really cool, uh, like start to paint in the model where he basically primed it all white, um, yep. and then like undershaded it one color, did a zenithal in another color, and then a zenithal from one direction in another color, and then yeah. used used that as like the sort of base, and then highlighted up from that, keeping those colors in, so that it made yeah. it for like a really interesting looking model at the end. Um, yeah. And I basically took that idea and thought this would be a really cool way to do a sort of like synthwave color scheme. Um, mm-hmm. so I've not I've not edited the video yet it's going to be coming out like I said hopefully this like hopefully by the time this podcast come out the video is out uh, is the plan um, but it's all filmed it's all ready to edit um, but I had a hell of a lot of fun I'll put a picture up on screen of the model um, now so that if you're looking at this you can see it uh, but basically nice. I painted that model up and it is like super vibrant and I'm really really it took me like two hours to paint um, it's not up to the same level as Ninjon's model, um, but it, it was a hell of a lot of fun to paint that. Um, yeah, and and it was an, it was it was nice to take a break away from working on the Golden Demon piece as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I mean, that we should probably move on to talking about the main topic. I mean, I've got, I've just yeah. realized I got a whole bunch of other stuff I have done, but I'm going to save that for another video because <laughs> there's, um, there's other things going on in my life, but yeah. We'll save that for well, next time. Before we move on to the main topic, um, oh, okay. is, have you been up to anything else? Like, what what have you been yes. up to in the like? Because like we've, to be fair, we've been we've not really spoken too much since the last uh, since we saw no. each other. We've been, no. I think we've both been fairly busy. Um, yeah. So yeah, what, what else have you been up to? You've been doing all, all interesting. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, scrap what I said a minute ago, I'm going to tell you about it now. So, <laughs> um, so I've been playing a lot more Heresy games, um, and I've been teaching people to play Heresy, which is nice. Um, usually, I'm atrocious at teaching people how to play games, because I'm a bit of a... Well, I'm not a bit of. I'm a kind of a power gamer, and I try to be nice, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to crush you. Um, so, but luckily, I, I managed to put my crush you hat aside and uh, played a couple of other games with my friends, and they're getting excited into, about it, and so Heresy is building up in my group again, so it, it's kind of good. Um, it's all kind of going in a good direction. So everyone's kind of happy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I may or may not have acquired a white scars army. Nice. That's not painted yet. So that's, that's a thing. Um, heresy, obviously. Um, I did a, uh, uh, which is going to be coming in an upcoming video. I just need to kind of figure out the way to pitch it properly. Um, Selling Games Workshop Part 2. Uh, so if anyone hasn't seen, I did a video on Selling Games Workshop models and some of the thoughts you might have about selling them and doing a bit of an experiment on selling them. Now, you know about this, the results of that initial one anyway, mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to go into a bit more detail about it. But then I've taken a, a second step. I've taken another approach in part two about selling games workshop stuff and uh might as well pimp out other people in the community there is a uh someone in the pickle jar discord server he's in multiple other discords and stuff like that um and it's got was on facebook is war daddy miniatures um, oh yes you may have seen yeah may have seen on ms paints uh video where he did something similar to my video Just thinking about it anyway um so I contacted um, Jack at War Daddy, and I was like, because uh, um, just before Chilcom, at Chilcom, one of the others, he messaged me saying, if you're going to be selling painted armies, let me know. And I was like, okay. So I messaged him, and I was like, I got this painted Iron Jaws army, which I'm not into AOS. I've tried it. It wow. didn't click. Yeah, it, it it just hasn't clicked. I've been sat on it for like two, three years now. Um, and it's big, like two cabbage dragons, a load of orcs, a load of boar riders, the whole, like, it's two armies worth, easily. Um, and I messaged him, and I was like, um, so I'm thinking about getting rid of these. And I took the pictures for them to list them on eBay, and I was like, uh, look, I... I basically want retail value for these, but willing to do a little bit of a discount. 
if you take the whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took the whole lot. And he's like, yeah, I'll, um, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, within half an hour to an hour, done deal. Money was nice. in my account. And I was, I was like, oh, that was way easier. Um, granted, didn't get as much, but at the same time, didn't have to worry about eBay fees, didn't have to worry about messages, didn't have to worry about packaging for different places, mm. worrying about things not arriving. Worrying about things not up. selling. Yeah, well, yeah, all of it, all like all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, oh. So took a bit of a hit on the cost, but also would have taken that hit anyway from eBay fees. And uh, sent it over to Jack. Jack's listed it up now. Granted, Jack, if everything sells at the price Jack is selling it at, he's going to make about four times the amount which I sold it to him for. However, he has told me that after eBay fees and VAT, because it's his business, he'll lose about 40 to 50% of that. Yeah. So I was, I was like, okay, so you're probably only making about double what he bought it from me from. So it, it makes me feel like less like, oh man, I could have sold it for that much. And it's like, no, reality. And it's nice talking to someone like that that actually goes, no reality kicks in and yeah i'm not going to make that much money it's, it's it, not so. just that either like the whole thing because that is what that's what jack does that's what he mm. he gets miniatures paints them up or, or gets things and, and lists them and sells them on ebay so he's already got an, a known store and mm. a, like a right. name for himself as selling miniatures so people are more likely right. to go to him anyway so like you you could list the same thing as him for the same price at the same time and i think I mean, I presume I this is how things how it works, but he would be more likely to sell it than you because he's got that reputation already. Yeah, that would that would that was kind of my thought. So, yeah, a generally happy transaction all round. I think um, Jack got it, uh, and he apparently is a bit amazed that I paint to the level that I do at the speed that I do, and mm. so that made me feel a bit smug. So, um, nothing like inflating the ego. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, so, but yeah, I'm going to be looking at so moving on some other armies and stuff like that, though, oddly, I told my friend about that, and he was like, I would have taken an army. So, and then he's <laughs> like, but you never tell me if you're selling army. So now I've told him about another army I'm selling because I, I hate to tell you this pickle. I, oh, you are not. I might be. I might be selling Necrons. I, I sat be. and worked out um, how many points of Necrons I've got built and painted. Okay. Um, how many, how and many like, and I, I know at the side of yours, it's not going to be a lot, but like yours is a ridiculous amount. But I've still got 5,000 points of Necrons built and painted. Wow. That's cool. Um, That's cool. With about three times that much uh, still on sprue, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I have got I've got like five thousand points of necrons, and it doesn't even look like that much. Right, right. Um, so and yeah, it's an. I don't, I don't. As much as I love the look of the necrons, and I love the aesthetic. I'm so of them, annoyed that you sell your necrons. Uh, it, I'm just not uh, like I think here's here's the thing as well. I've kind of fallen out of love with 40k at the moment. That's because like, you're on the 30k hype train. I, I yeah, that, that that's true. I'm much more in love with my Tyranids. Like mm. 
the Necrons was kind of a challenge and I did it and I was like, I'm going to, I will love these. I will love these. I will love these. And then I, I got around to finishing I think, them. Uh, having having done Necrons for a long time, and se- I sold my old Necron army when I stopped playing 40k for a while, hmm. I would never sell my Necrons again. Because nah, it, 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 it was very upsetting selling them. Um, and I regretted that's, it. That's how I feel about my Tyranids, though. I'm I'm madly in love with the Tyranids just because they're kind of unique. They're xenomorphs, and I've always loved Tyranids. So I think I've got the Tyranid bug for what you've got with Necrons. Mm-hmm. So like, if you picked up a Tyranid army, I don't think you'd love it quite as much as I love Tyranids. But likewise, vice versa, kind of it's yeah, kind of yeah. the idea. So it sounds like you've been um, fairly productive and busy then. Yeah, well, work, life, all that jazz, all the rest of Oh, God, everything. don't talk to me about work. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's that. How about you? Have you been up to anything else apart from painting? Um, well, I mean, lots of painting, lots of painting at mm. home, lots of painting at work, lots of terrain building at work. Um, basically, anyone that doesn't know, I work uh, with Luke over at Geek Gaming Scenics. We, me, me and him are Geek Gaming Scenics, the YouTube channel. Um, which feels weird saying that because normally I just say <laughs> I work with Luke. He does yeah. the Geek Gaming Scenics channel, but it's not. It's very much a case of we both do it now, um, which I'm happy That's about. Good. Like it's not a bad thing, but it, it still feels weird saying it. Yeah. Um, so we've been very busy at work. Uh, we've we've been we've been building so much terrain, like gaming tables, different gaming tables, different terrain things. Uh, we've got massive projects. I've got a massive box next to me that is all pieces for a massive 3D printed snail, no. uh, which we're doing a video for uh, next month, hopefully. Um, okay. We've been working on a big 40k table, which we've done mm. one video for. There's another video coming out soon, and there'll be another video after that coming out next month uh we've like done a load of beginner friendly gaming mats and gaming tables and things like that um nice other than that what else i've been into uh i'm about to start playing D D again um with um oh, my old going off. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you done compressor why did you turn on okay it's gone now <laughs> uh, Sorry. other than that Sorry. Other than that, I have been getting back into playing D anD. I say getting back into. I've not played a session yet, um, but I am rejoining my old gaming group that I used to play with. Um, nice. I'm sort of joining back up with them and, and playing in their D anD. D game, uh, which is on uh, Mondays. So I've written up my character. I've, I've, I can tell I'm excited because I'm like hyper fixated on on D anD. D at the moment. Um, cool. Basically, I went round to my friend's house Tuesday to go through character creation because I've I've not really played much fifth edition. Um, it was always fourth edition that we used to play, uh, so I've not really played much fifth edition. So I wanted to to go th- through everything and make sure I was doing everything right. Uh, but I bought the player's handbook. I've bought the uh, uh, Xanathar's guide to everything. I've bought the the spell spell book cards for uh, the bard, which is the the class that I'm playing. Um, and I'm yeah I'm playing a halfling bard uh, called Eddie Rumblefingers. Um, I love that name so much. Just, I'm just so <laughs> the for bards yeah. you can you can like be you have different uh, colleges of uh, magic uh, colleges of uh, like bard bard ship bardness <laughs> bardy 
Bardiness? I don't know. You have different Bard- colleges anyway of learning <laughs> that you go through, and they can be like the College of uh, Swords, of other stuff. And obviously, I've picked the College of Glamour. Um, oh, so I. Yeah, I'm basically uh, playing as a halfling version of the Goblin King from uh, Crystal. Uh, from uh, Labyrinth. Ah, wonderful. Um, getting, so, a, yeah. getting a giant cod piece on a go, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I, I even though it's all played online and, and like digitally, I have designed and, and printed a model from Hero Forge, uh, which I'll be painting up as well, just because I like to have a model. Um, and yeah, I'm currently, like literally just before we started recording, I was just flicking through all the spell cards and building my... I've already picked my spells that I think I'm going to use, um, but I've I've got these, so I'm going to flick through these and, and make sure that I've got the spells that I want and there's nothing else that I might want instead. Um, and I'm just very excited to play, play D&D. Nice. nice. It's, isn't it nice when you find a game that you really love playing? So I've got that with Heresy at the moment. I'm like, oh, I love this game. And it's really... Fun. Like I, I remember doing it when I've done a couple of D&D sessions as yeah. well. It's just like when... It's so enjoyable to play, but I find that there's there's like a pitfall trap with it because it's so enjoyable. If it ever doesn't happen, it's super depressing. Yeah, well, that's it. I've always loved loved playing D anD. d is one of my favorite games, but the, that is the downside to it is that it requires more than just two people. Mm, so it's right. it's there's more chance that it's going to not yeah. happen or get cancelled or whatever. So it is it is that sort of risk reward thing. Um, but, uh, but it's good though it's good. yeah it is good so I'm excited for that and then the only other thing which it's not something that I've done so far but it's something that I will be doing next week um, or mm-hmm. this week as this podcast uh, comes out um, I've got a golden demon as I mentioned I'm, I'm working <gasps> on my golden demon entry um, basically I'm going to be in Nottingham uh, from the Thursday all the way through till the Sunday I'm stopping over I've got a hotel nice um so yeah, I'm going to be there. So yeah, I'm, I think Thursday, Friday, I'm meeting up with some people. Um, probably going to play some games of some description, but I'm meeting up with people and having to wander around Nottingham, some of the other stores and stuff that I don't get chance to go to as often. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a, go and meet people at Warhammer World and uh, meet some friends and meet some uh, other contenty people. Contenty and then people. obviously Saturday and, Saturday and Sunday is... is that's Golden Demon, so I'll get to look around at all the stuff. So I have got a video that will be coming out that weekend, hopefully, which will be the first part of my Golden Demon uh, two-parter. Um, nice. Which is basically painting the model, showing the steps, talking about the extra steps I put into it. Um, and hopefully, um, yeah, It'll look nice when it's finished, <laughs> and nice. then hopefully this. Hopefully, I'll be doing a second video, which will be a follow-up video uh, talking about what happened th- at the weekend. Like, obviously, what you know, what I experienced. I've never been to Golden Demon before, so it's going to be a f- fun experience from start to finish. I'm not expecting to win. I am not delusional. Um, it'd be nice if I got a finalist pin, but again, I'm not really expecting one because. It's kind of crazy competition. Yeah, it is. And it's like, although, I'm not under any false pretenses with it. So. Although, saying that, they've limited it this year. They've severely handicapped monstrously because not everyone can get a ticket. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
That's gonna be. That's gonna be. I, I think we should save that for the actual main topic. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the topic now because that is pretty yeah. much the end of it. And I know we've been going for like forty minutes, um, <laughs> but as Can I said, we- it is a very casual one today. Painting competitions are they any good for <laughs> miniature painting? Now, peek behind the curtain. Um, we we don't really plan super early in advance what we're going to be talking about for podcast. Sometimes we do if we if we have a particularly good idea, uh, but a lot of the time we sort awesome. of turn up and then we go, "Let's talk about this." Um, yes, this is one of the occasions where I thought about something beforehand. I just didn't communicate with Elston. Um, ah, wonderful. I, I said beforehand, I meant like this morning I thought about it. Um, I thought that'd be fun to talk about. Um, that, that is pretty much the summation. It's like wake up in the morning like, well, that would be interesting to talk about. And then, yeah, it does, It like any more than two days in advance is a miracle. But, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so today we'll talk about uh, painting competition. The reason that I thought it'd be good to talk about is because, because I, I've done a few painting competitions in the past. They've always been like local store ones um, and things like uh, Amazon Parade, which I guess technically is a painting competition, but it's also like a display mm. competition. Um, mm-hmm. But like I've done like painting for like, individual models and units and whatever. I've done painting competitions at, at local stores and they've always been very hit and miss. Um, and I don't really like doing those types of competitions anymore because they, this makes me sound really bitter and it's not that. <laughs> I don't mind. So the, here's the thing: I don't Go mind. On, I, I don't. I don't mind not winning painting competitions if it, if the person or the thing that has beaten whatever I've entered is better. And that's not even like <laughs> like me, me not thinking it's better. Like if it is better, but you know when you get stuff that is objectively not as yeah. good, um, yeah. and the, uh, because as well because and this is no. I understand why they do it the way they do it, but it's it is very much a sort of popularity contest with stuff like that. Um yeah, can be. I've been in stores and people have got their all their extended family who don't do what have I have no idea what they're <laughs> just to come in and vote for them because it's extroverts. And it annoys me because it's like like I said, not because I've not won, yep. because like I, I'm I get there a lot of the time and I go, Oh well they're gonna win because theirs is theirs is objectively better than mine. But then when yep. someone who's, you know, and everyone paints to a different level, I'm not saying, it, like I say, it makes me sound really horrible, but if you're <laughs> in a painting competition, then the, the person with the best painted miniature should win. Yeah, that, it's not not necessarily a case of, I've got more friends than you, ha ha, suck it. Because it's like, for example, <laughs> if, if they did, if they, um, and this is like a, not a, 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 if they did Golden Demon in that way, like if Golden yeah. Demon was a painting competition and it wasn't based on who'd got the best paint job, it was based on who got the most votes for something. Mm. Then at that point, it's the person who's got the most influence that would win. Yes. Rather Which than... could be a YouTuber exactly. rather than a better painter. Exactly. And it's it, it, so, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Made me, it got yeah. me thinking like, are they any good? Because I'm going to, I'm going to Golden Demon. I'm entering because I've got a ticket and it's mm-hmm. been a nice excuse to sort of push myself painting wise um, and try a couple of new things, try some different techniques, try um, and, and paint something like to the, the best of my ability or the best of my current ability. Now, mm-hmm. do I think that the model that I am painting is the best thing that I have ever painted? No. 
Mm. Now, that okay. might sound counterintuitive, mm. but I think the reason is because I am putting so much pressure on myself uh, mm. for painting this. Like, I know I'm not going to win, regardless of what I do. Um, because I, even if I, I've, I have pretty much painted this to the, to the best of my ability. Like there's not a lot else on here that I could, without spending a hell of a lot more time, um, that I could do differently. Um, so I, I don't feel like it is the best thing that I've ever painted. And I think that's because I feel like, I feel like that model lends itself to looking nice regardless of the paint job yes yeah there's like a lot of nice detail it's a gorgeous model um and i think i could have done a mediocre paint job on that and it would have looked not equally as nice but it would have still looked very nice Mm -hmm, um and it's one of those things with painting competitions where someone's going to win that also means that a lot of other people are going to not win not going to yep. lose because i don't think that's the right term mm-hmm. but yep. they're not going to win which is obviously yep. what you want when you're into a competition so yep. is the that was basically the idea that i had to talk about and I've ram- okay. i feel like i've rambled a little bit but it's no, basically no, no. is the sort of the push that painted competitions give you to try better at painting is that worth it compared to the stress that it can potentially put you under to paint mm-hmm. something that is supposed to be an enjoyable hobby and also the potential feeling of um when you when you don't win um, mm-hmm. and it's that sort of yin and yang um yeah so I, i've got a couple of questions for you to um and don't get these questions will not necessarily determined and they're not there's not a right or wrong answer to them it just might help me gauge if you went through a similar thing that i did mm-hmm. um but i'll explain in a minute okay um so first uh did you enjoy painting the model yes did you actually you enjoyed it you had a fun I- time while you were painting it you were you were happy Yes, I did. Uh, caveat to that, I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't filming it um, <laughs> whilst I was painting it. But, okay, that, but okay, that, is the, that is just the case across the board with sure. everything. Like Anyone that creates miniatures content knows that you you enjoy whatever you're painting a lot less when you're filming it at the same time because mm-hmm. you're not fully sure. thinking about painting. Okay, so uh, second question. Uh, do you feel like you pushed yourself into new territories or did you think, did you feel like you hit the ceiling of your knowledge or painting skills? I feel like I didn't try anything that I've never tried before, but I've done a lot of things on this that I don't do on, I don't do very often. Okay. Um, so I feel like I'm sort of, at the at the top of the sort of ceiling for my skill level where I am at the moment, sure. but then sort of like just perking through that and pushing into like not I've not tried anything drastically new. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the thing is like not in an arrogant way, but like I know how to do all of the different painting techniques. Like I know mm-hmm. I know how to do them. Yeah, whether I am. Whether or not you apply them. Yeah, whether I actually use them or whether I am like Mm -hmm. an expert at uh, 
glazing Use. or yeah. sh- sh- uh, shading or blending or I'm yeah. like I'm not an expert on any of these things, but I know how to do them. Like I know the technicalities, and I just don't I just don't put them into practice as often. So, so would you would um, if do you if if the potential and someone actually said pickle um and, uh, don't get me wrong uh, this isn't a, a negative to say yes no or mm-hmm. you will or you won't um if someone said you've got a really good chance of winning if you just try doing this would you go ahead and research it and learn it and then apply it potentially okay. it depends like if the issue that i have is um I think one of the issues that I've got is I already know that I'm not going to win a Golden Demon. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not me just being negative. Mm-hmm. That is me just being realistic. There are a hell of a lot of people and I am nowhere near like at the top end of that ability tree. Um, mm-hmm. I paint to, I always say, I paint to an aggressively average level. Um, I'm like top end of tabletop. Like yeah. maybe the very bottom of display level. Um, yeah. But so I know that I'm nowhere near. I am entering for the for the event, for the for the social, for the sort of I event at Golden Demon thing. Like I know I'm not gonna win. But but I think because I've got that in the back of my head, I automatically just sort of go, Well That's it. I'll do everything that I'm gonna do and I will try a few new things and I will make it look as nice as I can, but I'm not <laughs> gonna get too carried away with it because yeah so now the the reason why i ask those questions is you basically similar like similar kind of mindset to what i was like when i was in art college and i I was kind of like i know how to do this i'm gonna carry on doing this and um here's here's a reflection and maybe some people get this impression. Um, you ever come across any of the YouTubers online that are really good painters, really, mm-hmm. really good painters. Yeah. But when they give criticism, they come across like condescending twats. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily, I'm not saying that they are, but you get the impression you're like, oh, that's a bit harsh. Um, so I, when I was in art college, I went through that process and I rebelled against it for about a year. I was like, fuck you lot. Fuck, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. What? And I spoke to my teacher one day about it. I was like, what's the deal with all these artists? Why are they all, like, why are they all up themselves? And she's like, they're not. I was like, well, it sounds like you are. And she's like, no, no. They're just giving their opinion and they're trying to push you in a way which maybe you don't like. And I was like, uh, all right, you have to explain this to me a little bit more. She's like, and, and it's, it was this wonderful moment where someone who I kind of went, don't talk to me like that. You don't know what you, I literally turned my entire vision around on like art and painting and everything like that. And she said, look, come with me, sit down. And she said, why? Did, and she showed me some of my own work. She said, why did you do what you did there? And I was like, well, because I liked it. She's like, that's not good enough. Like, that answer is not good enough because I don't understand what you're saying. And I was like, this is getting even more confusing. Can you explain it? She's like, well, yeah. 
you like it doesn't mean anything. You're like, you like something about this uh, which resonates with you. And I was like, okay, it's starting to make a bit more sense, but can you elaborate? She's like, because I was big into like industrial art, like making things and building things. She's like, why do you like that? I was like, I kind of like robots. She's like, why do you like robots? When I was a kid, I watched cartoons with robots in them. She's like, there you go. There's the reasoning. There's the logic. There's there's the reason. If you told me that, I would view this art completely differently. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, she's not. They come across as condescending because basically they're trying to get you to think mm-hmm. deeper about things and. As soon as you can kind of semi-unlock it, I haven't fully unlocked it because I, I can't go too far down that rabbit hole because otherwise I just get lost in my own thoughts and I think it's a bad place to stay for too long. Um, you you start seeing things in a very different way. It's very hippie-ish, by the way. It's very uh, hippie-ish and abstractist and kind of things. But you can start... Taking, you start seeing things, everything in a different way, and looking at different things, and it like experiencing different things. So, for example, your Vulcan, you could have thrown like '80s disco elements vibes into it if you'd maybe done a glowing pool of plasma that looked like blue burning flames, and it had a reflection on Vulcan and stuff like that. And there's all these kind of like weird elements and stuff like that. And it kind of broke my own psyche of being rebellious against artists that are condescending. They just sometimes forget that sometimes people need the baby steps. First, they need to be taught how to, like, figure it out and how to, like, go, oh, okay. And then it makes you very much more welcoming to new ideas because you're in this mindset of, oh, Okay, well, maybe I can. Uh, It's a very weird unlock. Um, If if anyone in the chat or anyone that's been to art college or has done art has been through an experience like that, please let us know, because either that or I'm just a really weird case. So, which I could appreciate might well be the case. Um, But yeah, and my point, which I was trying to get to, which is now slipping away from me as, as I talk a bit more (laughs) is, um, uh, is I think people can get lost in the thought process of competitions a bit too much. Mm -hmm. Um, um, this is my personal reflection on paint competition. I think they're good as long as you kind of take the baby steps towards them first. Mm -hmm. I think you don't, don't go running for the golden demon straight off the bat. Um, and don't aim for it as your one and only goal in life. No. Because there, and I think maybe maybe you're a bit more like me in this, in the pragmatist element of, I want to go and enjoy this event. Like, yes. I want, I want well, to enjoy the, the event thing. over winning. Like, that my is main thing, the goal. that was my thing with the, with the paint as well, is I, I wanted to enjoy painting the model. Hmm. And I know that there's I know there's things on there that I could have I could have done. For example, I've painted it using metallic paints, mm. and, I, and I keep joking with people that I talk about when they talk about Golden Demon. I'm like, well, I'm not going to win because I've used metallic paints, and I, I've mm. not done I've not done non-metallic metal, so that's an automatic 
<laughs> automatic loss. Mm. Obviously, that's a joke because you don't have to use do like non-metallic metal, but yeah. it's one of those things where it's kind of like that sort of display and competition level. Like non-metallic metal has just become one of those things that's kind of almost expected. Um, yeah, um, as as a technique that, because it demonstrates ability. Yeah, I I think I think judges especially in Golden Demon shy away from it I don't think they like it as much as people let on um, because I think the what was it the skink that won Golden Demon in America mm-hmm. yeah I don't think there was any non-metallic metal in that I might be wrong I might be wrong but I I don't it maybe a tiny bit but it was mainly focused on skin tones and everything being clean. And Golden Demon is one of these especially uh, unique competitions where it focuses on the element of being or sort of visualizing Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a painting competition. It's a case of show off Warhammer. That That is the goal. Um, and if you can do that better than... This person might spend hours on non-metallic be amazing... But if it doesn't really represent Warhammer, then you're going to get marked down for it, essentially. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I I think that a lot of these people that focus on and analyze competitions and do all this research and everything like that, that get lost in all the mathematics and theory behind it. I feel like they're always going to lose out to the person that's just naturally enjoying painting, who is good, talented, and is just enjoying themselves. Like, for example, our our friend Judge Gudge. Mm -hmm. He is... If you watch him paint, because he, he paints with us at Chilcon, he's such a calm dude. He's just like happy, la 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 la, painting away. And the stuff he produces is phenomenal. Yeah. And absolutely. that my yeah, that mindset is where I, I really I'm really jealous of people like that because I'm like, I wanna be uh, like and I think I probably could do that apart from my brain always goes to quantity equals more better than quality. Yeah. Um but I think I think yeah, I th- I think people like Judge who are naturally gifted and are calm and enjoying the painting process, I think will actually do a lot better than people that maybe analyze it too much. And I think that's that's maybe my takeaway on like are are painting competitions good for you or not? Um, I think they are because an element they, to push yourself is good. Yeah, I think they can be good as long as you go into them with the right attitude. Um, yes, which I think is basically what you were saying is my I go into painting competition competitions with the attitude of uh, this is an opportunity for me to either paint something different try something a different color scheme or a different technique that I'm not currently doing on like an army project or something like that so one of the mm-hmm. examples is uh, I entered a paint competition in my local store this is a while back but I painted a necron for that and I painted the necron in my old necron color scheme rather than the current one that I'm doing for my army um, mm-hmm. because it was a nice opportunity to paint something different that was just separate. Um, yeah. And I had a hell of a lot of fun painting that and I did a really nice job on it. 
Uh, same for this. Like, I'm painting Vulcan. Now, I've kind of nailed down the colour scheme that I have for my salamanders for 40k. Um, hmm. But I've not gone with that for my Vulcan. I've gone with something completely different that I really like and I think looks really nice on him. Um, but it's not something that I've done on the rest of my marines. So I've approached it as a way of trying something different, having a go at some different... Use, like using different products... Um, and just trying something new. Whereas I think if you go into it with that sort of mindset and that you are first and foremost going to have fun and it, it's, it is an excuse to try and push yourself rather than yeah. I want to win. Yes. Yeah. I, then I, I think, I think of, you, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think you're, I think you're winning regardless of yes. whether or not you actually win. Um, I feel a little bit sorry for people that go in with the intention of winning and don't win. Um, yeah, because the thing is, is if you've if you've not really enjoyed the thing that you're painting and you've not enjoyed any of the process and the thing that you were wanting to get enjoyment out of was winning the competition, if you then don't win, that means that entire thing will just leave a sour taste in your mouth because you've got you've got yeah. no enjoyment from it. Whereas hundreds of hours or whatever for if painting I, one thing, yeah. Whereas if I go, I've enjoyed painting this, I will enjoy putting the videos together for it, and I am happy that I have painted up this model that I had bought for me as a gift, and I've done a really yes. nice job on it. If I yeah. win something on top of that, fantastic. Awesome. If I don't, I've still had all of this fun, because at the end of the day, that moment where you find out if you have or haven't won is like, it's a second, like it's a, yes. it's a minute, whereas the painting process is multiple hours, hundreds of hours. Yeah. I mean, and, I've and not, like a, for, for a Golden Demon entry, I've not put a lot of time into this model compared to what mm. a lot of other people will do and normally do. But even I have still put, I think at this point, about 25 hours into it. Right, right. Ish. And, and, but at the end of the day, it, it, again, fun process. You go into an event, it's going to be fun. It, yeah, you, you, you're winning regardless. And yeah. it probably has pushed you into doing something new. And you've learned probably something new from that. Yeah. And yeah, you, you live it. I mean, the, uh, the one thing, and I'm kind of getting to the end of this or not, is um, to anyone that is wants to see a, if you ever feel like you're not good enough or it's not your style or it, it's not your thing or you shouldn't enter or anything like that, and you think that uh, these Gone Demon winners are different kinds of people or different kinds of caliber or anything like that, it is a eye-opener to say the least if you ever come to chillcon come and find it when me and judge are painting next door to each other because it is a gigantic opposite difference in what we are doing he is painting one model and he will spend all day on it i will paint 50 models in a day but both of us have like the utmost respect for each other and i Judge is a wonderful person, and um, genuinely, you can sit and have a laugh with them. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. So, uh, yeah, basically, the takeaway from it is enjoy yourself, have fun, because yeah, <laughs> that is basically it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Have have fun. Make sure you enjoy the entire process, and more more importantly, enjoy the painting and modeling process because that is where the majority mm -hmm. of your time is spent. 
And yeah. as long as you have fun doing that, and then it it sounds like a real cop out answer. Like the real fun is the yeah. fun we had along the way. But it, it, it is <laughs> if you have fun doing that, then even if even if you do want to win, and that is your aim. If you make sure that you have fun with the painting and modeling side of it, then even if you don't win, you will still feel yeah. sad that you've not won, but you, at least you will have enjoyed all of the rest of it. So it's not like it doesn't feel like a complete waste then. Whereas yeah, if the goal it, is just to win and that's where you're going to get your enjoyment and you, you, you're painting something that you don't like, but you're doing it just because you want to win, then you are just going to feel bad yeah. at the end if you don't win. Yeah, it, it, it defeats the point of it being a hobby. Really, yeah. at the end of the day. It's- so that's that's painting competitions. Um, mm-hmm. I said I thought it's it just a nice, quick talking point um, because, yeah. like I said, this this episode very casual. We're going to quickly do uh, snack attack because um, we did promise some snack attack uh, today. Yay. We have got uh, flips, which flips. are uh, curtained pretzels. Um, so I've got. Uh, so I've tried, I've eaten the ones that Elson's got, but I've got uh, just the, the the milk chocolate ones. These are just the sort of the the standard ones. Uh, basically, they are just pretzels, salted pretzels with different curtains on top of them. Mine's milk chocolate, and Elson, I believe you have got the. Uh, I've gone for I've got peanut butter open at the moment, so I'm rocking that. But I do have beside me cookies and cream. Now the cookies and creams one, them. the cookies and creams one are amazing. I had a bag of those the other night, which is what made me think about uh, pretzels for snack attack. Yeah, I know. Um, they are they are glorious. Aren't yeah, they? they are so nice. Um, <laughs> in fact, I might go and get a bag of those tomorrow um, <laughs> while I'm out. But we've got pretzels. So these are uh, they're called flips. I don't know if you can get them in America. I know that they are in the UK. Um, Who makes them? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to find out. Um, no. no idea. Uh, no, it doesn't say. I thought it was one of the big like companies, but I don't know. No. It's no. flips. Uh, but yes, they are just they're, they're pretzels. I mean, I like pretzels anyway, but pretzels coated in chocolate, even better. Um, uh-huh. Because you get that sort of, you get that salty pretzel flavour mm-hmm. underneath, but you get like the sweet chocolate on top, and it works really nice mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just going to enjoy this, everyone. It's uh, like the peanut butter ones I've fallen in love with. They're just... so, the weird thing is I don't like peanut butter, but I love peanut butter coated stuff. Weird. The blurb on the back of mine says, whatever hunger strikes, make sure you've got flips nearby. Flips are the most flipping awesome snack ever. That's because they combine crunchy, salty pretzels with smooth, sweet, creamy chocolate for an outrageous mm. anytime snack. Anytime is the right time for a flipping awesome snack. <laughs> um, yeah, I like flips. I've, um, I love them. The uh, pretzels are... Probably my all-time favourite um, wargaming snack. Hmm. Now, hmm. I normally like... I can't remember what the brand is. Um, I can't remember what the brand is, but I have... They normally just... I just have salted pretzels. Um, mm-hmm. They do salted, and they usually do like a, a sour cream and onion one as well. I'm not a great fan of mm-hmm. them. I like, this, I like the salted ones. Um, but a bag of them, some beer, perfect for, oh. for gaming. Oh, but I, I do like oh. I do like these as like a sweet treat. Um, yeah. So 
Right, let's give, let's give some ratings. Yeah, so first off, yeah. packaging. Pretty good. I, I really like the packaging for these. I would like them if they were resealable. Yeah. Um, I because, tend to finish the bag. Yeah. I think if they were resealable, I would quite happily eat about half the bag and then yeah. close them up and then have the other half another day. But because it, it doesn't, I, do, I will just eat the bag. Um, yeah, yeah, same as. But other, other than that, they're very nice. Uh, I like that it's a sort of like... It's that... I don't know if yours is the same, but mine is that sort of... It's like metallic, but it's like not full metallic. It's sort of like a, a, like a matte metallic. I don't know if that's the right... I The closest thing I can relate them to are Rice Krispie Squares. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, it's that colour. But yes, it's a matte... It's a very nice colour. It's very good. It is, yeah. It's almost colour shift. It is. Almost colour yeah. shift. Um, but yeah, it's a very nice package. Very eye-catching. Um, it's not too cluttered. It, it, it is. They are, and they are nice size packets as well. Like you do get yeah. a nice amount in there. Um, yeah, they're about the same size as a bag of crisps. Yeah, ish. A um, bit larger, I'd probably say. It depends what I, crisps you, you get in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go for packaging. I'm going to give them a an eight out of ten. I think that's a very nice packaging. Like I say, it would be nicer if they were resealable. Um, you know what? I'm going to be very generous. I'm going to go with a nine. Ooh, yeah. I, I think they're. I, I, th- I think they're great. Um, yeah, they're just great because they kind of they they keep well. They're like completely airtight. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they are so. Yeah, they don't go off. Um, yeah, they're great. Yep, love it. Cool. Uh, so next up, we've got finger residue contamination. They are a little. They can, you kind of do like. If because you've got it's chocolate, yeah. If you're warm yeah. and you hold them, for, yeah. yeah. If you basically don't get one out of the packet until you're ready to put it in your mouth. If yes. you yeah. pick one out of your packet and then get distracted talking to someone, you are going to have sticky fingers. Then you're going to get yeah, well, you're gonna get sticky. Cho- chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that other than that, though, there's no real residue. So like, if you're hmm. if you're just eating them like a normal person, yeah, they're not bad. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go mediocre. I'm gonna go with a five, just a five? because. Yeah, because you really you do like there is a time limit from picking them up and then putting them in your mouth. There is a timer, and it, you kind of it's not like you could just sit in like it's not like a like a gummy bear or something like that. You can sit and hold it for a good couple of minutes. Like you have to pick it up. And it has to go in your mouth. I'm within gonna, a time frame. See, I think that that's more user error. <laughs> because if you pick this up and put it straight in your mouth there's like no residue yeah, yeah, yeah. if you yeah. i think if you pick if you pick a gummy bear up and you hold it in your hands for two minutes <laughs> that's gonna leave your fingers your hand all like sweaty and sticky uh, yeah 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 all right oh, oh all right okay so i'll I'm, change it I'm, to a s- I'm, I'm going with an okay. eight because i think unless right, you're holding these for an extended amount of time there's no there's no residue uh, all right, I'll change it to a six. I'm probably being a little all bit right. harsh, but I, st- I still think the yeah, there's the, yeah that timer. It's a little bit of a thing. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> next, um, mm. weight to chew ratio. They crunch down pretty quickly, but they're not. They don't disappear like a crisp mm. would. But they they're kind of close to crisps. I want to say 
So, let's say, how much does one of them weigh? Like, are they, they're like, they're not super heavy. They're heavier than Chris, obviously. Hmm. But they're like, they're fairly light. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like if you're not in a rush, the thing is they're very Moorish, so it makes mm. you want to chew them quicker and eat them quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, you start sort of devouring these things like crisps. And you just... Yeah. Um, so, I don't think they're too bad. Wait to chew. I can't give it a massive score because, they, like, they do like, this, I, like yeah. I said before, like a 10 out of 10 for wait to chew is like chewing gum. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, um, for me, I would say that these are probably, like, I would say they're like a seven. Yeah, um, I don't think they're that fantastic in regards to that. And I don't mean that in a detriment way. I just mean uh, the actual physicality of them. They're gone pretty rapidly after chewing, like putting it in your mouth. It's gone relatively quick. So I'm going to go with a six. I'm not going to mark them that high for that. Uh, Again, don't go wrong. I love these things. So it's just on that element. Mm -hmm. It'd be nicer if they lasted a little bit longer in your mouth, but I appreciate if that if that were to change the pretzels overall awesomeness then i wouldn't want it to change yeah um so the next score then is uh mouthfeel oh oh they're not too bad um so, i feel like if you had more than one packet you might start feeling a bit of like aggravation yeah i think that's I think they're fine most of the time. There has been occasions, because of the shape of pretzels, you can yeah. get, um, if you bite them, yeah, you can get like sharp, not sharp, but like if you can sort of bite off a bit, of the, which leaves a pointy out bit of the pretzel. Yeah, and if like, you've got like so any, um, if you've got like sensitive or gums or ulcers, or like if you've got like, you know, any teeth missing, it can sort of get yeah. caught and it, it, it doesn't like cause pain but it can cause a little bit of discomfort yes and it's not yeah, all the time yeah. uh, but it is something and that's just that's just pretzels across the board that's not specific to these but no. it can happen so i think i'm going to go with an eight for mouthfeel because generally i think they're fine but on those rare occasions it's it is not pleasant yeah i, th I think i follow you with an eight yeah yeah i i i enjoy them muchly yeah um so overall scores then um, I'm going with a nine out of ten for pretzels. Cause yeah, same as I. I love the, I love these things. Like I've I've eaten a bag today. Um, I'm looking at the other ones. In even even my partner, uh, I bought some the other day when we went shopping, and I like uh, after lunch. So I thought I have a little bit of a nibble after lunch, and I, the bag was gone afterwards. She just looked at me. She's like, "Did you just eat that entire bag?" I was like, "Yep, <laughs> yep." And she's like. Jesus, I'm like, I like them. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, she went and bought me some more. So yeah, I, I do like pretzels. They are they are my favourite wargaming snack. Can't give them a ten out of ten, just because no. of a couple of things that I'd like to be better with these. But nine out of ten, I think is a good score. Yeah, I like them. I like them immensely. There we go. That was snack attack. If you've got any suggestions for things that we can put in our mouths. Um, Put them in the Discord, over on the Pickle Jar Discord. Check out the uh, Snack Attack Suggestions channel over there. 
Mm. We will uh, try and catch up with everyone else's suggestions. Yeah, there are a few in there, yeah, so we are working our way through them. Uh, And with that, we are at the end of the podcast. We've gone a little bit longer today, but we have had a bit of a catch-up. First episode back, so I don't think you guys will mind uh, too much. Um, So if you've enjoyed the podcast, if you've enjoyed the episode... Uh, and if you enjoy what we do, uh, leave us a like, leave us a review, um, leave us a comment if you're on YouTube. And if you want to get more involved with us, come and join us over on the Pickle Jar Discord server. Where, oh, hang on, let me start this section again. <laughs> I've got eight cups. <laughs> One too many pretzels. Um, and with that, we are at the end of the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Uh, sorry, we've got a little bit longer today. We have. As I said, it was a bit more of a casual episode today. We've had a bit of a catch-up. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded a proper one, so it's been nice to just catch up with each other and chill out. If you've enjoyed it, leave us a like, leave us a review, uh, leave us a comment if you're on YouTube. If you want to get more involved with uh, the Wargamers Anonymous uh, little community, uh, then head over to the Pickle Jar Discord and check out the Wargamers Anonymous section over there uh, where you can get involved and suggest things for Snack Attack and for reading and topics to talk about and stuff like that. Um, Elston, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? People can find me on the internet if they look hard enough in the dark corners of YouTube you will find me and there I will be staring right back at you, trying to pull off an accent, which I cannot do regardless if you say it's Welsh it will come out French, if you say French (laughs) it will come out Norwegian I cannot do them and multiple times I will say one language or accent and it will transmogrify into like three different accents. So I live on the internet uh, under YouTube Elstonation. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook Elstonation's Minis. Or you can find me probably on a Pickle Jar Discord server um, and various other places if you look hard enough, possibly under rocks. How about yourself, old Pickle Capitan? Uh, you can find me over on YouTube at The Pickle Jar, or you can find me on my live streaming channel, my second channel, which is Pickle Vision. Uh, you can find me over on my Discord, uh, which will be linked down below in the description. Uh, if you want me, tag me. If you want Elston, tag him um, <laughs> so that we make sure we see your message. Uh, alternatively, yeah. you can see me over on Geek Gaming Scenics, uh, where I work with Luke uh, and we post videos and stuff. Um, yeah, and that's about it. You can obviously, all my socials, Instagram, Twitter, um, all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to be back um, to regular podcast recording. Uh, not that I've not enjoyed yeah. doing the live ones with you, but it is nice to just be able to do the, the regular ones again. Yeah, it's nice and chilled. Nice yeah. And, chilled. Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks to do another episode. And until then, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy your hobby. Enjoy yourselves. Hope you all have a lovely time. And uh, mm-hmm. now we've got to work it out and a podcast well i think we should emphasize on the enjoy yourselves element a lot more enjoy yourself well we could give them advice on things that they could do to make them enjoy themselves spit on it